and not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let us pray. Father God, as we come before you this morning, oh God, Father God, we come with thanks on our lips, Lord God, to thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, oh God. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness, for your tender mercies, oh God. Father, we thank you because you reached down like this morning, oh God. You touched each and every one of us, Lord God. Father God, you gave us another chance to get it right, Lord God. And Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for a touch from the master. We had a touch this morning from the master. Father, we thank you. Father, I ask that I decrease and you increase, Lord God, that this word will come forth, Lord God, that you have given me on today, Lord God. Father God, that it would prick the hearts of your people, Lord God, permeate in their souls, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor, and we give you praise. A scripture text this morning is going to come from Ephesians 1. In this scripture, Paul is writing to the saints at Ephesus. And I'm starting at 2. It says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose and as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My title today is I Am Redeemed. I Am Redeemed. And my object is for you to see and get a clear understanding of what Christ really did for us. See, sometimes I don't think we realize the magnitude of what he did. Sometimes we just don't understand the magnitude of what he did for us. Hallelujah. His death points to two wonderful truths. Redemption and forgiveness. Redemption and forgiveness. I'm not going to be before you long today. I'm going to give you exactly what God gave me, and it's going to be short, but I praise God. I pray that it will reach you, and something that I say will touch your heart this morning. I am redeemed. What does it mean to be redeemed? The dictionary says, to regain possession of by paying 
a price specifically to recover as mortgage property, to pay off, to receive back, to satisfy as a promissory note, to set free, to rescue, to ransom, to rescue from all sins and its penalties. That's what it's all about. See, I don't know if you really understand. I don't know if you really understand. He paid a price. He paid a price that you and I cannot repay. No matter what we do and no matter how hard we try, we cannot repay what he did for us. He didn't ask us to repay him. But he did ask us to do one thing. That is to love one another. He asked us to love one another as we love ourselves. That was his command, that we love one another as we love ourselves. In order for us to show Jesus how much we appreciate what he did for us, we must confess our sins. We've got to confess our sins, believe in our heart that he died for us. Hallelujah, believe and trust in his word. You know, some people say, it don't take all of that, or you don't have to do that. And you know, you, yes, you do. He died on a cross. I mean, this thing had hit me so much as I studied this. He actually did something that I could not do. I would not be able to suffer like he suffered. I would have been, take me down off this cross right now. Right now, take me down. But he didn't say that. He took everything that they did to him. He did it. Hallelujah. He died for us. You know, today there's so much hatred in this world today. People hating each other because of the color of their skin. I don't like you because you're not the color, my color. I don't like you because you got a better house than I have. I don't like you because you got more money than I do, and you're living better than I do. Hallelujah. We're thinking about the wrong things. We're caught up in all this worldly stuff when we ought to be caught up in the Word of God and doing what God has called us to do. We should not be concerned about what's going on in this world. The color of my skin does not matter. You see, there are some people who say, when years, years ago, you know, we had tra train tracks. People used to say, when you get across the train track, oh, we know what side we on right now. Okay? Doesn't matter what side of the train track you live on. If you don't have Jesus in your life, you're not living anything. You gotta have him. It's not about what side of the train track you live on. But I heard that so many times. Oh, we're we in our neighborhood now. You know, this is what it's, yeah, we're on the other side of the train track. You got to have the Lord in your life. You gotta trust in him and you gotta believe in him. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Matthew 20 and 29. And it reads, Now as they went out to Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, 
Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately they followed him. The crowd said, be quiet. They didn't care what the crowd said. You know, I've never been a, a one that followed the crowd. Never in my whole life followed the crowd. But there was a time when I was in high school that a group of us decided we were going to skip school, girls and boys. And uh, one of the guys, his mother was a school teacher, so we know she was going to be in school all day. So we just went, had a good time laughing and joking and carried on. Got home that evening. My mother said, oh, so you skipped school today. She didn't say anything else. She didn't get the bell. She said nothing else. And I was like, wow. The next day I went to school, the gym teacher got all of us girls. I don't know what the boys got, but the gym teacher. She had a paddle this long. It was made rounded like this, then came in so her hand would fit it and it come out. And she took that wooden thing that was this thick and put us across that bench in the dressing room and she tore our behinds up. I mean, she let us have it. And I was like, oh my God. But you know what? It wasn't the whipping that she gave me. I never skipped school again. But it was because I felt I had disappointed my mom. My mom used to tear my sisters and them butts up. I'm going to put it to you just like that. Yeah. Tell my sisters, but uh, when they skipped school, she just looked at me and she said, so you skipped school today. And it hurt me to the core yeah. that I had disappointed her. I want you to know, don't let anybody tell you, influence you to do what is not about you when it's not about you. I had someone some time ago tell me that I was too loud, that I talked too loud. And did I think I have to scream because God was not deaf? Well, let me tell you something. I'm loud. I know I'm loud. But I don't care how loud I am. Nobody's going to tell me how to praise my God. Hallelujah. And yes, it does take all of that when it comes to me. I can't speak for you. I can't speak for nobody in this room, but I can tell you about Marva Hills. I can tell you that nobody is going to tell me or stop me from praising God the way I praise God. So I thank God. Hallelujah. You see, these men were blind. They were blind. They couldn't see. They couldn't see. And the crowd's got the nerve to tell them to shut up and be quiet. And you know what? They hollered even the more. They, they hollered even the boy. If they was hollering then, they really hollered then because they said nobody's going to stop us from doing what we want to do. We want to see. And God touched their eyes 
and they followed him. They followed him. See, they, he wasn't like the lepers. When he healed the ten lepers, nobody but one appreciated what God did. Nobody but one appreciated what God did. The other nine went on about their business like they hadn't had leprosy before. That God hadn't healed them from anything. Hallelujah. We've got to thank God. We've got to praise God. When he does something in our life, we've got to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank God just because he, who he is in my life. We're talking about being redeemed. Being redeemed. We just thank God these men were so thankful that they just got up and they just followed God. Hallelujah. We were God's creations. And Satan snatched us out of his hand. Satan came along and snatched us. And then God said, not so. Not so. We were in the rightful place. And Satan came and snatched us. But God took us back. God took us back. He said, I refuse to let my creation. I spent time molding and making, hallelujah, in my image and taking time to take a rib out of the man and make the woman. I refuse to have Satan take him away. Hallelujah. It was not easy for him to send his son. It was not easy for God to make that, to send his son. And then it was not easy for the son to accept what the father wanted him to do. Hallelujah. It was not. But he did it. And he did it because of love. Because he loved you and I so much. Hallelujah. He loved us so much that he was willing. He was willing to take the licks. He was willing to be sped up on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was willing. He redeemed us. And he bought us with a price. A price. A price of the blood of his own beloved son and he gave us a free choice we could we could choose life or we could choose death it's up to you will you choose life or will you choose death we are all going to die a physical death one day but when we come face to face with our lord and savior jesus christ we want to hear him say well done we don't want to hear him say depart I knew you not. Depart. We want to hear him say, well done. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Don't take for granted that people know this Bible. So many times we think people know the Bible because they come to church. They sit on their pew bench. We think they know the Bible, but they don't. They don't. So many people have never picked up a Bible at all. They come into church and they expect the minister to tell them everything. And they believe everything the minister say when sometimes the minister is not telling them the right thing. You've got to pick this Bible up for yourself and you've got to read this Bible and you've got to know what's in this Bible for yourself. Yes, God has given us the man of God. And yes, we're to come and we're to listen, but we're supposed to be like the Bereans. 
Hallelujah. Look for yourself. And we can't judge people about the way they praise either. Some people just may raise their hand. Some people may cry. Some people may shout. Some may run all around this sanctuary. But it's not for us to judge them. Hallelujah. God is the only judge. Like I said, we're concerned about the wrong things when we come to church sometimes. Oh, look at sister so-and-so running around the church like she crazy again today. Well, you don't know what God did for sister so-and-so. You don't know where he picked her up from. You don't know what she was going through. You don't know her health issues or what she was having to suffer. She got something to praise him for. So, yes, she's running around this room shouting. Hallelujah. 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 It's time for us to start preaching God's word. Not just some of God's word, but all of God's word. So many times we want to please the congregation. So we only pick and choose what's going to make them feel good. Time out for making people feel good. Time out for making people feel good when people are dying in this world and we're only preaching around so much. Hallelujah. We steer away from telling people about adultery, about homosexuality. We definitely don't preach that, okay? But it's time for us to start preaching the whole word because I don't want to meet God. And he said, you didn't do. Because somebody else, I don't want one of my children or one of your children to be faced with going to hell because I failed to tell them what the word of God said. Hallelujah. I don't want their blood to be on my hand. I want to make sure I preach what God has given me at all times. Not some of the time and not some of the Bible, but every bit of the Bible. And so many times people will say, oh, that's not irrelevant today. Oh, we should stay away from that. You know, we, we, we got to go around that. We don't preach that here. God inspired man to write this Bible. And he say, I change not. He said, and my word is yes, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so if that's the case, this Bible ain't going to be written no more. God ain't inspired nobody else to write this Bible no more. He has given this Bible to us. There are so many things in this Bible. If you stop to read it, you would be amazed. There's some X-rated things in this Bible. Y'all think it's X-rated on TV? There is some X-rated things in this Bible. There were men burning for men in this Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They need to know. There were sons sleeping with their father's wives in this Bible. So really and truly, everything that's going on in this earth today has already happened before. He said there's nothing new under the sun. Hallelujah. So we've got to do what God has called us to do, and that's to preach this word in season and out of season, no matter how you feel. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed, and we were bought with a price, and it was a heavy price that we were bought with, the blood of Jesus Christ. Salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation only comes 
through Jesus Christ. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms 32, 1 through 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. It says, blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute, input iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I, I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. See, David in this psalm was filled with joy. And he was filled with joy because God had forgiven him for what the sin that he caused on Bathsheba and how he killed her husband Uriah. He was overjoyed. When God forgives us and cleanses us up, we can't go back. Hallelujah. And you've got to have a thanksgiving in your heart to thank him for where he brought you from. I don't know where he brought anybody in this room from. Hallelujah. But I can surely say one day I committed adultery. Hallelujah. And he picked me up, turned me around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And ever since then, I've been running for the Lord. And I'm never going to stop running for the Lord because he's been too good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David confessed his sin. And that's what we have to do. And when we do, God forgives us. God forgives us of our sins but we have to come to him and acknowledge our faults. Forgiveness is, has always been a part of God's loving nature. He announced it to Moses. He revealed it to David. And he dramatically showed it to the whole world through his son, Jesus Christ. He dramatically showed us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't hold back anything. He didn't. He have redeemed us, and the love of God, hallelujah. He's been the best thing, saints. He's been the best thing that could ever happen to us. See, Satan thought he had. Satan thought he had. But see, the one thing, what I want y'all to really understand, Satan is busy about his job, okay? But we Christians got to get it together. We got to be about God's business, okay? Because Satan is snatching up our children. He's snatching our children left and right. And it's all because a lot of them don't know the word of God. A lot of them don't know the word. That's why I, I, I keep instilling that in you. We've got to be able to teach our kids not just teach them, you got to take them to this book because some people won't believe it unless they see it in the book. You've got to be able to teach them and to tell them what the Word of God said. It is so imperative that we start doing that. In a household, start in your household. If you don't start nowhere else, start first in your household. 
It's a shame when our kids die and they haven't accepted the Lord in their life because I'm one that believes everything in the Holy Word of God. When he said that you will not enter into his kingdom if you're unclean, if you're fornicator, if you're a liar, if you're a cheater, if you're a stealer, he said he will not. He will not. I want to one day see God face to face. I want to one day walk the streets of gold. I want to one day not have sickness all in my body. Hallelujah. I want to one day be happy all the time and sing angelical songs all day long, praising God all day long and never stopping. Hallelujah. That's what I would like to do all day, each and every day, to say, God, I thank you, to give him the praise, to just say thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for how you brought me. Thank you for how you picked me up out the mock and miry clay, planted my feet on a solid rock. I want to thank him. Hallelujah. So today I pray, I pray that from now on that you will start doing the things God wants us to do. And that's to share this good news. Share this good news with somebody else on your job, on the streets, wherever you go. Begin to share this word. Because Satan ain't shame about nothing he's doing. He's not. He's doing what he has to do. And so we are in the earth, and we've got to do what God called us to do because God is using us. He's using us to do this. And we've got to be about his business, saints. We got to be about his business. These things have just been on my heart heavy, on my heart heavy. And I have started with my family, calling my family, asking the, uh, the important question. Though some people have said to me, well, I don't want to just ask the question. Ask the question. Yeah. Hallelujah. Ask it. You'll never know. And then when you ask it, now you can share. One day, you know, God picked me up. One day. I was living in sin, but God picked me up and he turned me around and he can do the same thing for you. No sin is no greater nor bigger. There is no big sin. There is no little sin. There's no in between sin. Sin is sin in the sight of God. Hallelujah. And we've got to stand before him one day. Hallelujah. Marcus, I have a song I want to play. I'm at the end of my sermon and I just want you to know God is good. He has redeemed us. He paid a penalty, a price. He suffered. He bled and he died. And he never said a mumbling word. And it was all because of love. Because he loved us so much.